From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, 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 and welcome into the WATH studios. Carl Blaylock with you, alongside Cedric Granger, and it is week one of the college football season. Uh, we had week zero last week, so we've already got a little bit of an appetizer for college football, but it starts in bulk today, and there's some really good games. We'll break them all down. Uh, we'll also look at every single top 25 game from uh, this week one of college football, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some other things, including this uh, very interesting Sports Illustrated article that's got you a bit heated, Cedric. Yeah, it sure does, Carl. Like, this is a list where you're like, oh, top 10 NFL games to watch. You'd think it'd be obvious, but... Uh, Chief, Chiefs, Eagles. Chiefs, Eagles? I mean... Not on the list. Not on the list. Not, not on, on the list. list. You think the Bills-Bengals game would be, like, up there, top three? No, it can't be top three. Well, no, what, no. What's on the list, though? Oh, my gosh. Commanders and Cardinals. The Cardinals are uh, on the list. The Cardinals are on the list. What, are you, what is happening? Oh, you know who else is on the list? Raiders and Broncos. And a team that you're really familiar with that doesn't have a player over the age of 30, the Indianapolis Colts, as they take on the Patriots. They're on that list, too. So Okay, that one's a little bit more understandable, though, because it's a little bit of a rivalry, and it's in Germany. But for still. a top ten game of the year, yeah, no, it's it's not it's not <laughs> great. We, we might we might talk about that more. Yeah, because I got some gripes with that. But you oh, know what makes yeah. me happy though? The college football season being back, like you said, Carl, a little bit of an appetizer in week zero. Now it's time for the first course of the year. I'm chomping at the bit. Dare I say, Gator chomping at the bit for the start of this season. Absolutely, Florida's playing tonight. But let's let's go through in order the games tonight, and we'll start first with uh, well the first one on the list. Elon at Wake Forest, and I was misspoke on that line, by the way. I thought it was minus nine. No, it's minus 31 and a half for Wake. That's more like yeah, it. I, I was, was shocked. Say, I was like, yeah. no way it's minus nine. Like, I know Wake, people aren't high on Wake this year, but you, this is Elon. They should smoke them. Yes. This is your warm-up game. You're paying Elon tons of money to come here and get their butts kicked. So Wake Forest, they got to perform. Even if they don't cover the spread, which I think there's potential, you know, early on, a lot of teams get the kinks out. So maybe in your first game, especially on a Thursday, you have some weird things that can happen Mm -hmm. sometimes. But I don't see it being anything. It might be a little bit closer at half than you'd expect. Maybe it's like some sloppy, like 13-3 first half score or something. But then I expect Wake Forest to put some touchdowns on the board in the second half. That's ACC Network if you so feel to watch that. I I would rather watch at the 7 o'clock hour FS1, Kent State at Central Florida. Central Florida favored by 36. I know Kent State's really nobody's high on Kent State this year, which I'm surprised. They were picked to finish last of the MAC East, but 
I, I against Central Florida, I think they keep it within 30. Normally, Mac schools do pretty good against Big 12 teams. Yeah, losing Cephas this year for Kent State was pretty huge. He's now going to be with the premier receiver probably at Penn State coming up this year for Drew Aller. So that's your big offensive weapon. Not to mention good. losing, not to mention losing your head coach to be a coordinator at Colorado. Yep, that's another big detail as well too. Part of uh, Deion Sanders' squad over there uh, with the Buffaloes, but with Kent State, this is one where. Hey, we've seen them perform pretty well on the road. If we think back to that Georgia game, that was one that was pretty wild where Kent State did compete a little better than you think. And I mean, they, UCF, played, they played Georgia about the second best anyone did last year. Third best, did. third best. Yeah, I'd uh, say third best. Just Mizzou and Ohio State, the only teams yeah. that played better, I'd say. So got to give a tip of the cap to them. And this is UCF's uh, Big 12 debut. This would have been like a kind of big mid-major matchup a little bit, something that you wouldn't really see in the early weeks. But now that UCF's a Big 12 school, it's kind of like when Kent State played Oklahoma or Kent State played any of these Big 12 squads. So it's a chance to kind of prove it, maybe fly the flag for the MAC as the website likes to say and the apps and the Instagram page for the Mid-American Conference likes to do whenever there's any upsets. But I think UCF is going to take it to them. I don't think it's going to be a 36-point line. I think that's a lot. But I think they definitely win by something in the 20s. Uh, looking at, this is another FCS matchup, Rhode Island-Georgia State. Yep, so Georgia State should have no problem with this one. This is a team where you're talking about the Sunbelt. That's an underrated conference. You know, really we talk is. about Mountain West basketball. Yes. Sunbelt football is the Mountain West basketball of the college football landscape. I, I, would, like say, I would say that now, and albeit, Tulane's still going to be really good, but I think top to bottom, if you look at the entire conference, the best group of five conference at the moment in football is the Sunbelt. Yep. It's over the American. Yep, I agree, Carl. Just look at the region, too. When you're talking about the region, the amount of talent that is in this area is huge. You're talking your Georgia, your Floridas, your Carolinas. You got North Carolina coverage. You got Alabama in the mix as well, too. You're talking some really great recruiting grounds. Not everybody gets the big offer. Some people do get overlooked at some of these schools, but clearly have the talent to play at schools at that level. So you've seen teams rise. Look, I mean, look at the seasons last year for teams like South Alabama, teams like Troy. We're talking 10-win seasons seasons for these squads and it's an absolute dogfight in that league we've seen coastal carolina rise we've seen app state come up and upset an sec school in texas a&m or as i like to call them texas average and mediocre it's just <laughs> <laughs> but either way it's just like the Sun Belt has been very impressive and i would not be surprised if we do see some Sun Belt upsets but i think georgia state definitely holds serve for the conference should be a nice tune-up for them against rhode island Absolutely. Another FCS matchup, St. Francis, Pennsylvania taking on Western Michigan. And I, nah, Western Michigan should win this one. It'd be a little bit bad if the Mac does fall. Yeah, and it's something that's been a little bit of a trend over these last couple of years, Carl. Of course, I'll give a shout-out to my friends back with the Battle Jacks. A lot of them do attend Western Michigan or at least have ties to the Kalamazoo area. But like I said, St. Francis, if you remember last year, they played Akron very, very tough. Akron barely escaped that matchup against St. Francis. And then, of course, the MAC, they've had a couple of FCS upsets. We think of Eastern Kentucky over Bowling Green, for example. You think Holy Cross. Yep, Holy Cross. It's another big one. Holy Cross beating Buffalo on that uh, Hail Mary. And obviously, the one you were about to mention, Duquesne over Ohio. Yep, or even Fordham almost beating Ohio, too, last year. So it's like you can't come out flat. And this is one of the first years in a while I've seen Western Michigan not play like on a Friday against like Michigan State or something to start off the year. I feel like that's something that happens every year. Uh, But for the Broncos, like I said, you want to make sure as a MAC, we cannot have 
teams losing to FCS schools very often, more than once, is usually really bad. I, I'm yeah. not surprised if it happens once or twice, but if it happens three or four times like it did last year or two years ago, mm-hmm. that's not a good look for the league. Central stole Western spot, by the way, playing Michigan State. It's ah, Central, Central this year. Central playing them this year. So. Okay, you know, spread the love around oh, yeah. the state a little bit. I guess Eastern's next in the rotation. But I'd love to see Michigan State go to the factory. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, coming up next at 7.30 on CBS Sports Network, and this, I think, is one of the more underrated games of the night, uh, NC State-UConn. I think the Huskies can do something here. Yeah, this is a little bit of a down NC State squad. I mean, you're losing Leary over to Kentucky this year, so you're getting a new quarterback that's going to be out there. You're on the road, so it's a little bit tricky. Uh, I have a little funny story about this game, too. So I have a friend named James Fredericks that he always texts me, what are your picks every Thursday and every Saturday and every Sunday? And uh, this one, he had a typo where he said NC State versus UConn and NC State versus Hawaii. So I assumed, I guess in my head, it might have clicked that this was like New Mexico State going at UConn. I'm like, geez, the travel's got to be crazy for that. I think UConn wins all day. Then he's sending me a text shock like, you think UConn's going to beat NC State? And I was like, uh, oh, wait. Okay, I, I think I was looking wrong. But for this game, in reality, it's always tough to go on the road. And I think UConn, a team that was a bowl team last year and was a lot better than a lot of people expected. It was one of their best years in recent history. Also, got to give a shout-out to my really good friend, uh, their broadcaster there, Adam Giardino. Uh, he is the um, leader of the Black Play-By-Play Fund and helped me out with a lot of my opportunities. Uh, he's going to be on the call for that game on the radio. I think it should be an exciting one. But I think NC State... They edge him out. If you remember the East Carolina game last year, I think it has a lot of the same beats as that game where I think UConn has their chances in this game. They have opportunities, but I think NC State just escapes. Absolutely. I, I, I think so as well. I, the line's 14.5 on this one, and I really think UConn covers that. I really think this is one of those games that you don't plan on watching, but you see how close it is, and you flip over the channel eventually you got the two big games we're going to skip those uh real quickly go over some uh lesser games tonight south dakota missouri uh missouri should win that game but yeah, still no problem yeah uh arkansas pine bluff tulsa uh really one of the coolest logos of all time you ever seen arkansas pine bluffs logo of course so um when i was a kid and uh, in the home depot one of the cool parts whenever we had any home improvements so my mom and dad would be like painting some of the rooms in our house and everything like that my sister and i before we had like phones or stuff to entertain us in the car we would take the team colors magazine from home depot and we would see all the different logos from the nfl mlb uh wnba nascar and everything but what they did have they had hbcus so it was really cool being able to see arkansas pine bluff and i saw that logo i'm like whoa that's like an unkinged like lion like it's pretty awesome uh being able to see that so if you haven't seen that logo before definitely look that up it's got like red eyes golden lion and the and, and the coolest thing about it is with the main, it spells out U A P B. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. It is. Like, there's not a lot of logos that can do that where you can still make it look naturally like your team's uh, mascot and still incorporate the letters. I think the only other one I really think of off the top of my head, uh, Wazoo, Washington State, they have a word to W S U that makes their cougar. But Arkansas, just being able to do that, um, the Pine Bluff, uh, it's just great being able to see that. So, hope they compete with Tulsa a little bit. Maybe hope it's a little bit closer as well, too. And it's always nice that you get some of the HBCU schools, some, uh, good television spots as well in these situations another one is and and albeit both these games on espn plus but another interesting one is north carolina a&t at uab and 
I, I think that this could be an opportunity, and I'll be it. UAB is really good, despite those ugly uniforms they put themselves in now. <laughs> but North Carolina A&T is a strong FCS program every single year. They sure are. They're not going to be an easy out for UAB. I also love, too, just being able to have these schools in the South where I went to Birmingham uh, over this past summer, got to be outside of UAB's uh, stadium, and it is absolutely gorgeous over there. Great facility, and it's going to bring a lot of people together in the community. It's right in the city center as well, uh, so I think it could be a nice way for some people to go spend out. It's also the students. It's a bit of a walk from their campus, but they'll probably have some students out there as well. But, yeah, they can't sleep walk through this game. I know UAB, they are another team that's about eight or nine wins a season over the last four or five years ever since their program got revitalized, which thank God that they got revitalized like that. Uh, But for UAB, like again, you can't sleepwalk through this um, and I think it might be a little closer at half but then again, I think they'll go and they'll have another same script as we've seen a lot tonight where you have a teams come out flat but they're more talented overall and then they use that talent to get a 15 to 25 point win at the end of the day. Absolutely. Uh, And then you have uh, Arizona State still trying to recover from the Herm Edwards tenure. They start the season against Southern Utah. And, I mean, Herm Edwards, is uh, uh, he, he, as a Sun Devils coach, it was such a weird hire to begin with, really. It was really out there to begin with. And then he does get hired. They did have some highs, but really nothing as high as what I think they were hoping for. And it ends up ends up with Arizona State having a bowl ban this year, so yeah, self-imposed too. I don't think it's going to matter that much. Uh, I don't think Arizona State's going to be very good, but they play Southern Utah. Yeah, maybe they'll get a win. Yeah, I, I think they should get a win. If they lose this, that's where the alarm bells are going to be going off. And I'll say this: if Jaden Daniels would have stuck around ASU, I think their chance for being at a really high level would have been way up there given that Daniels is a player that's just it's a diff he's a difference maker at quarterback he's a guy that you remember his freshman year he led them on that up big upset of Justin Herbert in Oregon mm-hmm. and you just go through this and it's like that type of quarterback can make a big difference and Arizona State and Arizona both of those schools in the desert they tend to be snake traps upset places for some of the top schools in the Pac-12 in a season where you have teams like Oregon State, USC, Washington, Oregon, some teams that are on their uptick a little bit. It would have been a great year for Arizona and Arizona State to be a snake trap. And I think Arizona is going to be that team, but Arizona State, I just don't see it for them this year. I think it's going to be a rough year, but this is one of their few opportunities. I think they can get the win and really break their four-game losing streak. They ended last season uh, not winning a single game in the month of November. Also, uh, interesting thing here, uh, you want to guess what the game time temperature is going to be uh, in Tempe? Yeah, and we're talking about a 7 o'clock game in Tempe. I'm going to say... Uh, isn't it 8? I, uh, I thought they were in Mountain Time. Oh, they are in Mountain Time. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Uh, it's probably going to be, I'm going to guess, 98. 101. This is like when we uh, change the settings on our NCAA. Oh, yeah. You, you sit there and you put you, <laughs> We're playing it on the face of the sun. Uh, but, man, it, it's going to be warm also in Salt Lake City. 88 degrees at kickoff. 8 p.m. ESPN for Florida at Utah. You but the, 88 degrees for that? 88 degrees, wow. yeah, at Rice-Eccles Stadium. But I think the biggest story out of this game is Cam Rising is not going to play at quarterback for Utah this week. Uh, still injured from last season. I it, it's I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Utah. Their game rising is a big part of it. But Florida, I don't know what to think of Florida either. 
Uh, they they were really up and down last year with Anthony Richardson, and they only got worse. Yeah, six and six campaign for Florida too. Even the loss to Vanderbilt, which was a big yikes for the Gators last season. Now we're not to diss Vanderbilt because they definitely have been way improved. But for Florida, you're sitting in a spot. You're in the top twenty-five. You're six and three, and then to just tank the rest of the season like that is just no good. And even in the bowl game, they got blasted by it. That should not have been a bowl game in my opinion. I think they should not have paired Oregon State and Florida. I think they did it just because the respect that Florida has as the program, and they put even a ten-win Oregon State team to go play them and they got absolutely just rolled uh but utah this is an interesting spot this is going to test how great the rest of the team is and what i love about utah scheme is that you know they are a power run team they're going to use their tight ends they're gonna have some new guys stepping up because they did lose dalton kincaid to the nfl but they're gonna have dudes they're gonna have a good offensive line they're gonna have a good defensive line we know florida's got talent in the trenches as well but i think this is a place where utah can really showcase where even though we're without cam rising we can use our power run game Game. We can use our tight ends, and we could use that to get revenge, especially if we think about Utah's season last year. Once again, they won the Pac-12, but think about how much farther they could have went if they got that win against Florida on the road in the Swamp. Absolutely, and that was a crazy game that they really probably should have won last yeah, year, week one. It was their game. It was their game, and Anthony Richardson, he, I mean, he pretty much sealed his draft stock right there in that yeah. game. 100%. Like the play he made, especially the spinning play, it just jumped spin out of the air and found his receiver. It was just a ridiculous play uh, for that. But I think some of that revenge factor is here. Also, Rice Eccles Stadium, that place gets loud and it is going to be booming for this Thursday night game. No doubt about it. Absolutely. And the other big game tonight on Fox at 8 p.m. is Nebraska at Minnesota. And it's it's day number one for Matt Rule, game number one for the Matt Rule tenure at Nebraska. And, you know, once again, everyone's saying it's a home run hire. They said the same thing for Scott Frost. Hindsight's twenty twenty, But they're going to take on Minnesota. This, is, this really could set the tone for the Big Ten West for the entirety of the season. It sure can. Nebraska in week one and week zero scenarios has been absolutely awful over the last couple of years. Now, it's a different 10 year, but we're talking losses. They've played Big Ten games to start off the season, it feels like almost every year, and they have lost to Illinois and Northwestern multiple times over the last four or five years, and now another tough spot where you're going on the road to Minnesota, a team that when we look at win totals in the entire NCAA landscape, Carl, they've been one of the best teams. Minnesota, right now, they're on their best stretch in school history since like the, at least the 1900s when they were winning national championships like in 1905 and crazy stuff like that. Like They're talking an 8-win season, 9-win season. You throw away the COVID year. You have a 10-win. No, they, they won 11 that year, I believe, the uh, year where you had uh, yeah. Rashad Bateman, uh, Tyler Johnson, um, and that's just some there's been some good Minnesota teams and I really I think Minnesota is going to be off to another good season this year I wouldn't be surprised if it's another seven win eight win nine win season and I like the Golden Gophers in this matchup even though Nebraska I think they can improve a lot this year I just think Minnesota is a better team they're at home and I really want to see and they also saw some players that have been around the program I think for like 10 years like Altman Bell he's still there as the premier receiver now at Minnesota he's had like two I think season ending injuries yeah but he's returned he's back again for the Golden Gophers he's a big time player when he's healthy he was actually the third receiver in that Tyler Johnson Rashad Bateman epic receiving core that Minnesota had to get them to 11 wins and a win over Auburn win over Penn State uh, so he'll bring some of that juice for this Gopher squad also PJ Fleck great coach 
Yes. And for these teams right now, Nebraska, we're looking at their Big Ten schedule. You're going to match up against Michigan early on in the season. And if you want to compete for this Big Ten West title, you have to win these games in your division. So this is one where it could be make or break Minnesota. they got to set the tone, too, because they match up against Michigan, and they're at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. We'll see what ends up happening. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about the top 25 games. None tomorrow, but uh, we'll talk about all the top 25 games on Saturday as it's almost time for college football, and we're breaking it all down here on The Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. Feeds Maya and Williams busting right side to the Indiana 40 to the 30 of the Hoosiers. Williams racing to the 10 and into the end zone goes Mayan Williams on a 48-yard touchdown run. Mayan Williams, his 13th scoring jog of the season. This is the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Ohio State opens the season Saturday, September 2nd at Indiana. We'll be on the air with the AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 2 p.m. here on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. In sports, five games were featured in Hockey Action last year. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Local teams, local opinions. The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. This is a Sports Fan. Carl Blaylock, Cedric Granger with you in the WATH studios. And time to go through all of the games on uh, college football week one on this. Uh, well, it's Thursday, but two days until the beautiful Saturday afternoon. And let's start first with... Uh, well, the Buckeyes, 3.30 CBS, uh, right here. Coverage starts at 2 on WATH for on the Ohio State Radio Network uh, as against Indiana, at Indiana. I think this might end up being a closer game than what people think. Uh, Kyle McCord is a starting quarterback for the Buckeyes. I, I'm not going to say anything about him. I, I, think that, I, I do think that we're going to see how he plays. I don't think he's going to play that badly i'm not going to sit there and talk on the guy before we he's even had a snap as a starting quarterback i i'm not i'm not worried about the quarterback play i'm worried about everything else i know we have a run game but that's it i need to see more from the defense uh you know we got marvin harrison jr is that you gonna mention the receivers yeah we got we got the receiver yeah marvin harrison we got Uh, carnell tate coming up here brandon ennis is really good we got oh of course julian fleming starter last year too like it's like i feel like the quarterback it's kind of out of their hands almost at this point if you just run the system like you're gonna put a point you're putting up 40 minimum i and the thing that worries me is I, ever since about 2015, I've had a bad feeling anytime we go to Bloomington. I don't know why, but we just I do. Be, I mean, uh, you remember, you remember 2015. It should if it be West Lafayette that you should be feeling. Ah, that well, feeling both of them, honestly, <laughs> both of them, any game in the state of Indiana, 
Yeah, I, I can see that you have a point. We've had some tough games, especially some Tom Allen-led Indiana teams, but those were significantly better Indiana squads. I'm not going to take that away from some. I know the 2015 one stands out, or the 2015-2016 season one, where um, Zeke had to put the team on his yeah. back. And it came down to, uh, I believe the quarterback was Xander Demont, was the really good uh, Indiana quarterback. He wasn't good in any other game, but he was really good against Ohio State. And uh, I don't know, it was just with Urban Meyer led Ohio State. We've had issues with Indiana for some reason. But ever since we've kind of gone Ryan Day, he's had zero struggles with Indiana. With the exception of the 2020 year when Indiana was really good. They're actually good. We're talking Michael Penix, who's a top quarterback in all of college football right now, leading a top 10 Washington Husky squad, who was the quarterback of that team. Semi Cobbs, if when he was at his, uh, I don't know whatever happened to him. He was really good at a certain point. He was like a top 10 receiver in the country, and it kind of just fell off. I thought he was going to have a chance to be a first or second round pick. Uh, but that was just a, such a talented Indiana squad. Even defensively, they got it going a little bit with uh, T. Gray scales and a couple of players like that. But this year, like, Indiana's not really shown me any juice over the last couple of years, aside from maybe their big win against Michigan State on the road was probably their one big signature win last year. But they didn't really show me much, and I'm not worried about it. I just think Ohio State's more talented on every level of the field, and it should be a chance for them to flex their muscles early on. Um, I'm glad it's Indiana. I'm glad it's not another team. If we switch out some of our road tests that we did have later in the season, if it was at Wisconsin, at Hudson Card Purdue, just because we've struggled there in the past, um, and we had to play one of those two teams in the first week, I'd be kind of a little bit shaky. But Indiana, I think it's the perfect team for us to face off. But to your point, I don't think we – it could, I could see us not covering the spread. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. I could see like a, a 42-21 or something like that. We give up a big pass play here. Maybe they, they score first or something like that. But we know I think it plays out a lot like the last time we played Indiana in week one of the season, if you remember. Uh, Paris Campbell, Ohio State. I believe uh, JT Barrett or Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State. And we went there. It was like close at halftime, and then we just – throttle them in the second half it's going to be something like that but it's cool seeing the big 10 on cbs kind of have their main debut oh yeah oh yeah and you can see optimist pessimist (laughs) (laughs) big time both buckeye fans here both buckeye but uh uh looking at some other big 10 games we'll go through these quickly east carolina at michigan uh in the noon clock uh michigan should handle east carolina pretty easily i mean one uh, you know we had what happened with Urban Meyer back in 2018 where he missed the first three games and we had one of the easier schedules, albeit we had a TCU team that was pretty solid in Fort Worth. Um, yeah, no, Michigan doesn't even have that. But once again, Michigan's easy schedule. It works out for them because they're not really going to have, I think their toughest test in the first uh, first three games is uh, no, who you got? East, Carolina. You got East Carolina, <laughs> Carolina, UNLV, and uh Probably Bowling Green is the toughest test. No, East Carolina's tough. In my <laughs> opinion, it's your choice. I know, Carl, you got a birthday coming up real soon on a Tuesday. And, uh, again, you usually like maybe some cupcakes, some other cakes for birthday. Well, Michigan, their schedule's going to have all the cupcakes you could want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the Wolverines roll. I think what's even more interesting about this game, it just kind of represents the fact that yeah, you're not having it on traditional television. This is streamed only on Peacock, very similar to some of the Premier League games. And this is the first time we're really getting that under Big Ten. I, I'm interested to see what ends up happening with it. I don't know what Notre Dame's numbers are, but I know I, I enjoy Peacock. I, I like Peacock. Yeah. I like What I like the most is the fact they put all everything that they have on NBC Sports 
for the most part is on Peacock, and so I, I really like that. I've had I've had it for about the last year and a half for IndyCar, so I I, I don't I think it it'll be pretty nice. Uh, looking at some another Big Ten game in the noon window, Utah State at Iowa, and this just screams a repeat of that seven three game last year. Yeah, so it's uh, the line is Iowa twenty three and a half. I think that should be the over under. Does Iowa score 23 and a half points? Well, uh, Brian Ferentz's job is on the line. <laughs> if he done, that's not going to help his average. No, not at all. This is one where I think Iowa, they're going to be desperate to try to stack as many points as they can. I'm sure the defense is going to spot them a couple of touchdowns here. Um, given Iowa's defense's proficiency, I think that's what's putting them in the top 25 to start this year. And they've consistently shown they can win seven or eight games a season. And warming up into that Iowa State game, they really need to make sure they're sharp because last year they got caught flat-footed against the Cyclones and this year they want to make sure they're doing a little bit better against that so Utah State this is their chance to stack up some points because once they get into Big Ten play I'll tell you about some of the defenses they're going to face off right off the bat Penn State's defense is the first one they're going to face tough at Wisconsin on the scoreboard you got Illinois, a team that's been really great defensively and held Iowa to six points last year. Uh, and then there's some ones that are a little more workable. Northwestern, I don't think, is going to be very good this year. Purdue's defense has been inconsistent. Michigan State's defense has fallen off since uh, Coach D'Antonio has left. Um, and that's just something where, like, Iowa, once again, if Brian Ferentz wants to stay around, if Kirk wants to keep his son in the business, in the family business, I should say, with Iowa coaching, they got to put up points. Absolutely. Uh, noon, ABC on Saturday, Virginia at Tennessee. And I don't know what to expect. It is a neutral site game, by the way. It's at Nashville, Tennessee, Nissan Stadium, so not in Knoxville. But I, I still think Tennessee handles Virginia with ease. Yeah, I think so, too. Tennessee's more talented. Virginia, a team that they should have had a upswing with Brennan Armstrong in that era. That was a big missed opportunity. Uh, for Virginia to really jump up and have a seven win or an eight win campaign um, either last year or two years ago but they did have some good seed I know they broke the Virginia Tech streak and stuff like four years ago five years ago but at this point I just don't think they have a chance for Tennessee Tennessee's got too much talent I think Joe Milton proved the type of quarterback he can be in that bowl game win against the Clemson Tigers and I think he carries that momentum into this matchup against the Cavs Absolutely. Now the most overhyped game of the weekend. Colorado. No. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Colorado at TCU. TCU covers with ease. No. Colorado. Colorado's not good. I disagree. They're Coach not. Prime. They have a. Okay. Okay. They have a lot. They have well, a lot of talent. Just ignore TCU. Just doesn't have Max Duggan anymore. I know they don't have Max Duggan anymore. It wasn't just Max Duggan that made that team good. Yeah, Quentin Johnson, who's also in the NFL. With the well, they have, they have, they have more than that. I'm pretty sure they still have a few. I think they have a running back back. Uh, and there's just, there's just some that I don't know. I, I really, I, I really think that that's not going to be that good of a game. I, I know that TCU is missing a lot of players. Yeah, it's, a, it's but a they're still going. They still were a solid team. You don't go from the national title game to just absolutely terrible even if that was a 65 to 7 loss in the national title game and with Colorado I they're not good if now if Colorado kept some of the recruits if Dion didn't try to clean if Dion didn't clean house and only wanted his guys in the building I think they might have had a chance but 
Yeah, yeah. I think they still got some serious talent. You're talking mm. Travis Hunter, I think, is going to make a big impact in this game. Uh, of course, Shiloh and Shadur Sanders, I think, could both make a decent impact in this game as well, too. Uh, so I just think I, I think at least Colorado will keep it within like 14 at least. I don't I'm not picking them to win. Don't get that twisted. But I think it's going to be a close game. I think it'll be entertaining. There'll be some more big offensive plays both ways. But like you said, it doesn't flip a coin just overnight. And they did change the entire team. I don't know how the chemistry is going to work. Uh, I will say this though. I know with Coach Prime, there's a lot of momentum riding on this game. You're getting early nationally televised spot. You back to back. Back to back. Yeah, and you've got to prove yourself against this team and then also nebraska i believe the uh next week so it's like you've got to show out you've got to at least i'd say they got to win at least one of them they can't get blown out both they get blown out both oh that's gonna be a bad look it's gonna uh, be a real bad look but they'll have time but i think the media is really gonna blow it up absolutely uh looking at another the last noon game in the top 25 slate arkansas state and oklahoma uh i the red wolves they're pretty cool but i don't think they're that good i think oklahoma does win i i forgot oklahoma was ranked 20th you know they're i i don't think this is an oklahoma team like what we've seen in years prior and i i mean oklahoma gets it done but i don't think they cover i think they win by about 15 or 20 yeah and i think the defense will be a little bit more improved now that you have a defensive-minded head coach and brent venables uh, with Oklahoma second season now getting to work with it last year really shockingly down season for the Sooners I don't even remember the last time seeing them win less than 10 games or at least less than nine games like last year they only won six um, and they went six and seven with the loss of Florida State in the bowl game and Arkansas State if you remember uh, Butch Jones the old Tennessee coach oh that's yep, right their coach over there at uh, Arkansas State so they've gotten they've had ups and downs right now they've been kind of a mid-tier to middle lower class in the Sun Belt as of recently, and I don't think they're going to move up too much. I think they'll maybe be a bowl team, if that, maybe a 6-6 six and six season. I think the Sooners should win that game, maybe make some more defensive plays than you think, but I think 35-and-a-half, like you said, I think that is a little too much, and maybe there's some kinks to work out for the Sooners, especially on offense. We've seen some struggles last year, which was kind of shocking. Absolutely. We're going to skip over some FCS games, Mercer at Ole Miss and Portland State at Oregon, and skip to one of the better games in the 330 window, Boise State at Washington. Uh, the Huskies are 14-point favorites. Boise State kind of had a little bit of a down year last year. They weren't the same Broncos team as what you'd really expect, but I, I think they do bounce back, and they definitely give Washington a game. They sure do. Again, this is a very interesting matchup to have week one. And I think, again, first of all, shout out to Washington for being bold and scheduling Boise State. Because what's been the problem in the past is that nobody wants to schedule the Broncos because you don't want to lose. Well, it's it's Chris Peterson's uh, old team versus a new team. Versus a new team, that's right, that's right. And Huskies, I think this is one of their most talented teams that they've had since the, uh, the Browning, Miles Gaskin College football playoff yep, year. College football playoff year. Uh, Dante Pettis on that team and uh, John Ross, uh, that little team that they had for Washington. That's just probably their most talented team since then. You have some of the top receivers in the country. Yeah, I'm very high on Phoenix as a quarterback. All it really takes for him is just he got to stay healthy. And if he stays healthy, he's going to be as good as any quarterback in the entire landscape of college football. So I think Washington wins. Boise State, I think they could put up some points. They could get in there and make it close. It'd be kind of like what you'd see in a normal, like, Pac-12 matchup where it's like Washington playing Arizona at home. They'd win like 38-24. I think it plays out very similar to that. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a timeout, and then we'll get through the rest of the ranked matchups here on The Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. 
This Friday, the Athens Bulldogs face their first road test of the season as they take on the Marietta Tigers in a high school football showdown. Can the Bulldogs get revenge from last season's loss to the Tigers? We will find out on Friday. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.45 p.m. with Cedric Granger and Matt Frazee on 970 WATH. Need money for after-school and educational programs for your child? Qualifying families can receive $1,000 per child through Ohio's after-school child enrichment accounts. Funds received by a parent or guardian can be used on a number of educational activities, including tutoring, day camps and field trips, language and music lessons, and much more. You can find the full list of how funds can be spent and begin the process of receiving your educational account. Find out if your family qualifies by visiting aceohio.org today. Sponsored by the Ohio Department of Education, aired by OAB and this station. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Back in the WATH studios, going through all of the college football games this weekend in the top 25. And another one is Texas hosting Rice. And uh, a lot of pressure on Texas this year. Uh, obviously, you know, Steve Sarkeesian had a pretty solid season last year. You've got Quinn Ayers coming back. If Quinn Ayers doesn't, you know, do as well as what's hoped, you got Arch Manning in the wings. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting Longhorns team. I, I think they get the job done over Rice, but I don't know how far they go. Yeah, there's a window of opportunity here. Last year, I just was disappointed in Texas for their showing against TCU. I think if there was any golden opportunity to really like stake your claim in the state of Texas was that opportunity. You get them at home. You get them on primetime. And guess what happened, Carl? The offense didn't show up whatsoever for that game. It was very disappointing uh, for all the fans over there uh, in Austin. So this is a year where I think there's a lot of upward mobility for Texas. I think TCU won't be as good as last year. Kansas State's going to be a tricky game, but Texas, you know what's good for them? They've really owned Kansas State. Usually a lot of teams, some of the upper class of the Big 12 struggle with going to Manhattan. Texas has been really good against Kansas State over the last couple of years. Uh, Texas Tech started to become a bit of a problem for Texas as well, too. But right now, you've got to just go take care of business i'm excited to see potentially arch manning in this game uh especially if it's a blowout um and you have a 30 40 point lead get arch manning in the game to kind of see how he looks uh just in college football and i think it'd just be a surreal experience just getting to see a manning play football again absolutely uh moving up to south bend in a battle of former ohio state players turned coaches tennessee state at notre dame you know what i didn't realize eddie george i i saw this the other day eddie george is a coach of tennessee state that's right uh I think Notre Dame does roll once again. Sam Hartman looked good. But, again, Austin Estime, uh, their running back, is the key to this uh, offense. I think if Notre Dame has a balanced attack, they might be a player in the college football playoff once again. But we'll have to see uh, with Notre Dame with that. Another uh, game is Buffalo at Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin favored by 28 points. It's the first game of the Luke Fickle era. I do think Washington, or Washington, Wisconsin handles Buffalo easily. Yeah, I agree. For those of those games, too, I think Wisconsin and Notre Dame both get the win. I'm going to be happy to see that Tennessee State-Notre Dame game at least for a little bit and just see the coaches get to shake hands and uh, getting to have the storylines around that. I think uh, whoever's on the sideline reporting for that game, I think there's some really good stuff that can be talked about uh, for that match. That would be worth for me at least 
paying attention and be on there for 30 minutes or so, especially after the Bobcat game, too. Uh, and then, of course, with Wisconsin, I think they just flexed their muscles for that one. Buffalo, one of the better teams in the MAC last year, uh, but still shouldn't stop uh, the Badgers from rolling. Absolutely. USC and Caleb Williams, they take on Nevada. Should be another uh, easy victory for USC, but I'm interested to see how that defense does. Yeah, they look suspect against San Jose State. I mean, 28 points given up, that, that's no bueno, but I mean, when you got Caleb Williams and you got the offense, they're going to put up 40-plus a game, but I'm just waiting for the matchup where, you know, if the, some team can pick up turnovers on them, they're going to give up points. Like, I'm waiting for that Washington-USC game. That's going to be whoever has the ball first wins. Trojans. last win, sorry. The Trojans are going to go 9-3. and 9-3? and three. Yes, 9-3. and three. Okay. Uh, I'm pulling up the schedule right now. You um, said 9-3 and three USC. 9-3 yes, USC. So what we're looking at, I'm just guessing Washington's one of the losses. Washington 100%. is one of the I losses. That. That's, that's uh, I, I think they lose. I mean, they've, they've got Utah, Washington, and Oregon. They all play them. They play Notre Dame. Uh, they, they, they have a tough schedule. I think that they lose uh, two out of the Notre Dame, Utah, Washington, and Oregon, and I think they trip up either against Arizona, Stanford, Colorado, or USC. I think nine and three. So now you say Colorado. Yeah, there we go. We got you. It's, but, a, it's <laughs> at Colorado, and it's, it, I mean, I'm not that high on Colorado, but I think USC is going to trip up in one of their games. That's right. I think it's fair. This has a lot of bear traps all over the uh, schedule here. I think they actually get revenge over Utah this year. Uh, Washington, yeah, that's one where, like I said, whoever gets the ball last, that's going to be an epic game. Uh, and then at Oregon, yeah, I think that's the one where I think the Ducks at least will win that game. Yeah, this is there's definitely nine and three is possible. I, but I, it's in I the think, same way that I think nine and three is possible for Ohio State, but I don't think it happens either. I'm I'm really thinking when you got Caleb does. Williams at quarterback, he's a he's an X factor. He's one of those quarterbacks. But that defense, the but that defense, you find one, you find one, you find a defensive team that can hold them. And look out. Uh, let's look at... But then again, how many defensive teams can hold that off? Can hold back Caleb Williams? I, mm, We're looking we'll be surprised. at Michigan, maybe. Uh, I, at Georgia. I, so you're looking at teams that they're not going to play. I, I am set in stone. This is one of those things that like I will... It's like the BCS. I will argue it until the cows come home. I don't think USC is going to go. I think they're going to go nine and three. Uh, looking at uh, another, I figured this was going to be a big rivalry game with West Virginia, Penn State. Come to find out, they haven't played since 1992. I guess it's not as big of a rivalry as what I thought, but still, uh, West Virginia heading up to University Park and Penn State. I think Penn State wins this pretty easily, though. Yeah, I think it's because West Virginia plays Pitt so often that they would probably not do it too much, especially once they became. Um, arrivals in different conferences then you're already taking one trip to pennsylvania every year and if you were to play pitt and penn state every year i mean that's a gauntlet for west virginia uh especially since that's a team that plays nine conference games uh but that's one where i think it's actually interesting i think penn state this is a win where you really like to have a west virginia team like this on your schedule because you're going to get credit for scheduling west virginia in this spot but i think penn state dominates this game but they're going to look at the schedule and be like, instead of Michigan where you're looking at three cupcakes, Penn State, I think they're going to dominate West Virginia, but they're not going to be seen as a cupcake opponent that at least you tried to play a power five. And they need this game badly because you know what's coming up. Week three at Illinois is a tough game for Penn State. We know what happened the last time they faced off against the Fighting Illini uh, where it was the crazy nine overtime game. 
and that's a road game against a team with a tough defensive line. Drew Aller, that would be his first road game as a starter, and he's a very talented quarterback, but that can be a little bit tricky as well against a Brett Bielema squad. Who He's one of the best Big Ten coaches you can ask for. He's oh, had yeah. some great success with Wisconsin and now with Illinois. Also, of course, has Iowa ties himself as a former lineman uh, for that squad. But this is the thing with Penn State and West Virginia. I think that's one of those games where I think Penn State dominates. Uh, next up, North Carolina, South Carolina. This is one of the games that I've got really circled uh, in the late window. Uh, it, it's a rivalry game, and it's it's a neutral site. Uh, it's at Charlotte, North Carolina, Bank of America Stadium. But I still think this is going to be a very solid game between North Carolina and South Carolina. That's right. This is one where I really don't know who's going to win this game. It's a flip of a coin, and that's why this is college game day. It's a great matchup. I'm excited to see this one. I would not be surprised. My pick is actually South Carolina. I think uh, Spencer Rattler gets it done. This is a team in South Carolina that had so much momentum going into the season. The way they finished last year on an absolute tear wins at or wins against Tennessee and at Clemson to close out the season for South Carolina and I think North Carolina another team where I do have questions about the team defensively a little bit I'm just I'm not sold on uh, I'm still not sold on Spencer Rattler being consistent enough he showed it towards the end of last season but and and he could prove it he could prove it but until he does, I'm going to hang it for the better quarterback, and that's Drake May yeah, in North he's one Carolina. Of the best in all of college football, so that's fair to take either one. But it goes to show, like this is a this is a big time matchup to have early on in the season. And for South Carolina, look at this: you're playing North Carolina and Clemson as your bookends of the season, yeah. with an SEC schedule in the mix. Wolf. Uh, then you have. Uh, and this one's going to fly underneath a lot of people's radars, but this is a super good game: South Alabama, Tulane. Yeah, Tulane, this is just such a compelling season for Tulane. Their schedule, like we were talking about uh, earlier today, Carl, where they can make the playoff if things go right. They have a pathway. You just got to check off the box. Look at the Cincinnati strategy. You go play a um, uh, big bowl game the year before. You go and you're playing a New Year's Six Bowl. You compete in that, whether you win or lose, which Tulane, they won. They beat USC straight up. And then now this year, you have your opportunities. You have a big non-con game against Ole Miss where you can prove your level. And then the South Alabama game, I think this is a game they could get some credit for, too, uh, from the committee if they can pick up a win here. And then after that, they just have to run the table, which is easier said than done, but a little bit easier than what it's been in the past in the American Conference. So the opportunities here for Tulane in the Green Wave, but this should be a good game. I think South Alabama could give them an absolute fight. Absolutely, and I, I think Tulane does win, but I, I really think that South Alabama they, it it's going to be close. It's going to be a dogfight. It, it's going to be along the lines of that BYU Coastal Carolina. Yeah, game. yeah, that's what that, I'm talking that's, about. That's the type of game you love to see with any sort of Group of Five like matchup like that. That's the pinnacle. We're running a bit out of time, so we're going to skip over Oregon State, San Jose State, and Clemson Duke. But we're going to talk about the big game on uh, Sunday night. LSU, Florida State, number five versus number eight. This one is going to be another good one. And this time, it's in Florida State's backyard and not LSU's. Yeah, I mean, the game last year, just unbelievable game uh, from start to finish. And now we got this matchup coming up this year. Oh, my gosh, between... Travis and Daniels. Talk about a quarterback matchup. You have two quarterbacks that I think are going to be some highly rated picks when it comes to the NFL draft here in the near future. But I'm just chomping at the bit for this game. This is a phenomenal matchup. It's just what quarterback's going to edge it out. Who's going to make big plays? Will there be more drama late in the game? Will there be blocked kicks? Who knows? This is going to be a fantastic game. It's one where you grab your popcorn 
and get ready because it's going to be a perfect way to end your slate on that Sunday. I I I think that Florida State does win again. I'm not sold on them being a playoff contender, but I do think they're going to go about nine and three, ten and two. Uh, LSU, I think, is also going to have a really good season, but I think Florida State is going to end up beating LSU. I got the inverse. I got LSU winning. I think Daniels outduels Travis. It, it's going to be – that's the best game of the weekend by far. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to make our surefire hot picks on the Sports Fan presented by JNK Contracting. Tune in Friday night for the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. This week, it's a cross-divisional battle between conference title contenders as Trimble hosts Vinton County. Coverage will start at 5 p.m. with Football Friday kickoff, with the coaches show at 6.30 and kickoff at 7. It's the Vikings and the Tomcats, Friday night on Pure Rock 105. Here's what's going on. Attention all dog lovers, Athens and Nelsonville Public Pools are hosting special dog swims for a good cause. The Athens City Pool will hold its dog swim on September 9th from 4 to 7 p.m. A suggested donation of $10 per dog will go towards benefiting the Athens County Humane Society's spay-neuter programs and its humane agent. The dog swim is being organized by Friendly Paws Pet Supplies and Grooming. And for our friends in Nelsonville, the Nelsonville Aquatic Center will have its doggy swim on September 11th from 4 to 7 p.m. A suggested donation of $5 per dog will help establish a Nelsonville dog park. Owners are encouraged to brush and rinse their dogs before entering the pool and to rinse them again before leaving. Dogs should be licensed, current with vaccinations, and the necessary paperwork should be presented at the entrance. Water toys will be available, but if you bring your own, remember it's at your own risk. Please note that humans are not allowed in the water, including the zero entry area, as per the Athens City County Department of Health. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. This is the sports fan. Carl Blaylock, Cedric Granger in the WATH studios. It's time to make our surefire hot picks. And I, are we, uh, safe to say, are we both going college football today? I am going college football today. I got a fun one. I'll, I'll let you go first. Yes. Yeah. St. Francis, we talked about this game. We talked about how they gave Akron a game last year. I think they gave Western Michigan a game as well. Give me St. Francis plus 14 against Western Michigan on the road in Kalamazoo. Yeah, and we did get uh, uh, listening to the show. It was Russ Eisenstein, the voice of the Bobcats, and he, he sent us something saying, you know, St. Fran- Francis, they won the – they're the favorites of the NIC – or NEC, excuse me. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the red flashes. They they certainly uh, they could do that and uh, plus fourteen maybe maybe that might end up happening. Uh, for me, let's see what do I want to go for here. There's a lot of just interesting picks. Yeah. Uh, I'm going UConn. UConn, huh? NC That's State, UConn. I think UConn covers fourteen and a half. 
and that half point is very very helpful and i I, sure I really is. think i really th- i really think that yukon gets it done and the huskies with that 14 plus bonus I I really think that they end up getting the victory, but it, it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, it really is. Uh, one other thing about this college football week, I wanted to mention the Battle of the Miamis happening this week, and what's been deemed the Confusion Bowl. That is great. No, I no <laughs> the thing I'm most confused about this, and I, I mentioned about it Monday when we had Aiden Crowley on, is the fact that how are they beefing? Like, I'm rooting for Miami of Florida. One of the few times I'll say that. How do you beef with a school from Oxford, Ohio? How do you make a rap diss track about a Mac school when you are the U? You're (laughs) one of the biggest brands in college football and you're beefing with a Mac school. What? I love it. This is this is the state of the program right now. It's pretty down bad. Don't get me started. If Miami, Ohio wins, oh my goodness, that'd be something else. Or even if it's close. Even if it's close, that'd just be funny because I mean, Miami's been down, and their program is not in a good spot whatsoever. I know some people think they're going to be a bowl team. Like last year, they got, yeah, I don't know. But it's just fun. The Confusion Bowl name, I think, is just one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, it, it's really cool. It, it's really cool. It just beefing with the Mac team. I don't know how you beef with a Mac school. Man, I really don't know. What What is, so obviously you're going to be, you're going to be on-field MC again for the Bobcats That's this right. year. Um, but after, when you get back, what what game? What's your viewing? What's your viewing schedule for the three thirty and seven o'clock games? Yeah, it's got to be Ohio State and Indiana. I'm so happy to watch it. Uh, my girlfriend Emer, uh, she's coming to town again. Ohio State grad. My sister's now starting her first year at Ohio State. I also be listening to a little bit of their student radio. I met some of their uh, radio broadcasters for the students level. Uh, at Ohio State during this uh, Northwoods League summer. So I'll be giving them a listen as well, too, to their broadcast of that game. But that's definitely what I'll be looking for uh, for that time slot, just to get things started and then a little appetizer for what might be going down in the evening. Maybe going out a little bit, but also wherever I'm out and about, I want to make sure I am watching some games. And again, you kind of have some good choices, uh, some appetizer. Sometimes you just want to check out the good teams. But of course, North Carolina, South Carolina. It's just it's got to be my pick, especially because the quarterback matchup so intriguing. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think that somehow one way or another, I'm going to find a way uh, to get Tulane, South Alabama on wherever I'm at because yeah, no. I second that, man. I'll, I'll be there to help you out, man. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean. well, you you know where we're at when you see that game on the TV. Believe <laughs> in the Sun Belt. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, anyways, that'll wrap up the sports fan for this Thursday afternoon. Make sure to tune in tomorrow, Football Friday kickoff, 5 p.m. And then here at about 6.45, it'll be Athens at Marietta on WATH, Athens football. And then in the Athens County Game of the Week, it'll be Vinton County at Tremble. That'll be at 6.30 after football Friday kickoff at 5. Make sure to stay tuned tomorrow to high school football.